You're listening to a Count Out Podcast. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Your Dose of Death podcast. As you can see, it's just me, Lauren, this week. Mike will be back soon. But nonetheless, though, we have a great guest on the line, someone who I have considered a great friend in the wrestling industry, someone who literally is rising up the ranks, putting on amazing shows left and right. And we are here to talk about their first annual deathmatch tournament, King of the Kill, Yes, that is right. I'm talking with none other than Chris from Ruthless Pro Wrestling. Chris, first of all, congratulations for getting this tournament out there. I know for you guys, it's been a long time coming. And finally, you get to put together, I believe, the first ever deathmatch tournament in the state of Michigan, if I'm not mistaken. Um, No, it's not the first ever. Okay. Um, there's another company that uh, does some, but they don't film it. That doesn't really get out there. Um, oh, now that I think about it. You're correct. Um, but uh, yeah, it's this has been a long time coming for us. This is something that I've been wanting to do since I started, but I wasn't going to do it unless I could do it properly. Um, I've toyed with the idea every year, but I finally fit, d- decided this year we have gotten to the point where I could do what I wanted to do. I, I could put on the show I want to put on, and I'm confident that my staff and myself could pull off something for the fans that would be great and memorable. So instead of just going all in year one or year two or year three, I waited enough to, to to build this thing to where I could give the fans what I believe they deserve and what I think we like depend on like our quality to put on. That makes sense. Absolutely. And I mean, it, you guys have been building a very good reputation from running shows in Chicago, bringing deathmatch wrestling back to Chicago in a more sporadic fashion to giving your, your home state of Michigan a real nice reputation in the world of deathmatch too, putting on shows um, um, who are just, um, that are just spectacular. I mean, the last Chicago show, if you haven't seen it during ICW's, um, the doubleheader in Chicago was a great show, an epic main event in the form of John Wayne Murdoch, Abdullah Kobayashi, Tommy Vendetta, and Atticus Koger. Now to King of the Kill. This tournament just, Looking at the current field, you really have all walks of life in this tournament. It really, you have several different countries represented in the form of Australia, Mexico, and the United States, of course. I mean, Japan. and Japan as well. I mean, it's a it's a worldwide tournament. Um, and of course, I want to shout two other sponsors of the um, tournaments, Java Radio. Um, become good friends on the Spooky Dust podcast as well. Um, love getting deathmatch content creators out there in the fold. Um, let's get into this tournament. I want to talk about the two non-tournament matches first. Sure. Um, first of all, I believe the RPW Kamikaze Championship, which I believe is an awesome, awesome title idea. I think it's a great Thank idea. You. Getting it out there across the independent landscape is really cool enough. You couldn't have picked a better first champion in the form of Schwartzy. But that being said, he has a very daunting task in front of him in the form of Herzog. Yes. 
Oh boy. Um, for a lot of us, we've not seen Herzog as much lately. I know he just recently came back, but he has risen from the ashes and has his sights set on the RPW Kamikaze Championship. So what's the thought process here looking at this matchup from your point of view? Well, I mean, it's two very different personalities going in there. We all know what Schwartz is. You know, he's he's a good mat wrestler. He's a good deathmatch wrestler. But um, Herzog, and you know, he's also a very charismatic, fun guy. Herzog is kind of an enigma. You know, um, he's a different kind of guy to try to even book. Uh, his promos are very different. Uh, I'm not sure that it's a gimmick or not. Um, and uh, he, he, you know, he's... He's had quite a few matches for us, but he's been gone for a while. And what better way to welcome him back? You know, I, one of the things we try to do in this tournament, even the non-tournament matches, is uh, it's a first time for every single one of these wrestlers to wrestle each other. Um, the thought process being, you know, like everything is new for this turn. And those guys have such mismatch styles that it should be something really interesting to see those two guys go at it. Yeah, it's a very unique. I mean, they they do say styles make matches, and this is definitely an interesting style in the form of both Schwartzy and Herzog. You have Schwartzy, happy go lucky as can be, bringing out a freaking bear as his mascot, versus Herzog, who literally is as no nonsense as it gets and can literally mess you up in a matter of seconds. I mean, this is a tough one. This is a real tough one. I'm I'm pulling for Schwartzy here, of course. I want to see the Kamikaze belt represented across the independent landscape, but man, Herzog is a tough, tough task. Especially in the death match, you know? Yeah, exactly. Um, the other non-tournament one, this is one I really didn't see coming. And back in Chicago, Midwest Scum declared anyone, anytime, anywhere for those tag belts. Right. They have been the workhorses, really, of the Midwest. Like There are very few Midwest tag teams that can stand toe-to-toe with Midwest scum and the work rate they're putting out. It's been pretty incredible to watch them do their thing. But who would have thought to knock on their door would be none other than the team of Hardcore 69, Shadow WX, Madman Pondo. This this was not on my deathmatch bingo card to have Shadow WX and Madman Pondo show up in the States and let alone show up to compete for some tag team gold. Yeah, um, this is also another one that um, it kind of hit me out of the blue. And I was like, well, that's kind of fucking interesting. <laughs> and the more I let it marinate, and the more I really started thinking about it, like what the possibilities could be, how it might play out, the the differences in styles, but like how it may coalesce. It uh, it got me pretty excited. I was like, you know what? I'm going to pull the trigger on this. This could be something really interesting. This could be something really different. And, you know, the if you look back at all the... um competitors that Midwest Scum has defended against. They've never really gone against two guys like this before. You know, like, like these guys are legit world-traveled legends. Yes. Uh, you know, each side of the globe to the other. You know, I mean, like, what better measuring stick, really, to show that if they're going to be able to retain those, that they, that they truly fucking deserve it than putting down two absolute legends in the game. Absolutely, and I mean... Like the only match that has really maybe given Scum a real run for their money was the Coger brothers not too long ago. I mean, yeah. and so I see the similarities here. 
But I mean, Midwest Scum has literally defended those belts around the country. They've defended in No Man's Land Wrestling. They've defended at RPW. And they've defended in Chicago. They've defended in Michigan. It's they they'll are no strangers. In a couple of days from now, yeah. And so they the they do not sleep. It seems like Midwest Scum. They don't know the term sleep. They are very busy guys. Um, and you know, um, both of them have honestly been in this promotion since day one, and they were not friends at the time. Um, I believe it's a pretty famous story that it took them wrestling each other. And realizing that like, they could really lay in some fucking hits to each other and take it, that they're like, oh, all right. And then we used to have um, Dread King Logan and another tag team called Right to Die. Okay. And when that disbanded, like those guys, like him and Zach Thomas just gelled. And like the more and more you see them, they just gel and gel more to the point where they are just one mean, cohesive unit. And they have Darren McCarty usually behind them too, yeah. which is. I mean, like, they they are a wrecking ball from the Midwest. And it's one of those things where once more promotions really get their eyes on them, you know, I mean, they're going to they're gonna rocket to the moon because those guys are the complete and total package. Darren, I would almost say, is, like, the brains behind that operation, too. He, like, they, they are three-man, like, cohesive units, really. I think um, Zach and uh, Logan are very chaotic, whereas... Uh, McCarthy or McCarty is very methodical and can like rein that and be like, no, we're actually gonna like this is an actual game plan. There's this weakness, there's this. Let's look at this and not just go in there and be like, I'm going to hit you, you know. <laughs> well, either way, I mean, it's a these are two fantastic non tournament matchups. So if you are going to King of the Kill or watching, you don't want to miss these two non tournament matchups. This is this card top and bottom, it just doesn't get better than that, even for just non tournament matches. So let us get into the actual tournament field itself. I'm going to start off with Joe Dredd, Judge Joe Dredd, the honorable one versus Hoodfoot Mo Atlas, still holding that American Deathmatch Championship, of course, but he's going for a bigger prize here for the King of the Kill Deathmatch Tournament. I mean, Joe Dredd is a guy who literally me and Michael the last episode talked about how incredible of a promo he is, how he's getting out there, literally getting out east, getting out to the Midwest now, um, and putting Joe Dredd in a big tournament here, especially for a lot of people who may are, are probably not familiar with him. What do you want fans to get out of Judge Joe Dredd when he comes to RPW? The thing about Joe is I think um, he just needs to be seen. Um, one of the things I've always prided myself on was giving guys opportunities, uh, like maybe guys that, people haven't seen a lot of um, and getting them out there, giving them opportunities, giving them some solid matches and stuff. And Joe is the total package. Um, the guy can talk, he can work, you know, I mean, uh, uh, he's a nightmare in the ring. Um, and, you know, I, I may be, be an extra kind because he does have legal representation uh, by his manager who, who gets real uh, litigious. If you say something, <laughs> but uh, uh, <clears throat> I think this is going to be, between this and Twisted Metal, uh, the, the step-up points to a real breakout year for, for Joe Dredd. I think I think once people really get their eyes on what this guy's capable of and what he does, uh, it'll be undeniable that there, there was a good reason to have him in here. You know, I wanted, I wanted a solid core of our guys, but I wanted a, a solid core of um, 
some new new faces coming in too to really give this yep. thing the oomph and have us be feel different than the other tournaments that have happened this year. I'll say this. If you're you're giving Joe Dredd a real tough test, his first walk in to RPW in the form of Hoodfoot Mo Atlas, a guy who the rocket ship has already been strapped to Mo a while ago. And I I always praise this match because it is an RPW match. It's one of my favorite matches I've seen live from RPW. Hoodfoot and Tommy Vendetta, the first Chicago show from Code Orange, yes. is always and will forever be a show stealer. And we'll get to Tommy a little bit later, but Hoodfoot really shined in that match. And he shined everywhere he's gone. Me and you both know that wherever he goes, wherever he walks in the door, people gravitate towards him. And you know the crowd's going to be pretty much behind Hoodfoot going to this tournament. Yes. But I'm going to say, what's the next level, though, for Hoodfoot Mo Atlas here? Like, where where does he go from here? Where does he go from here? Lord only knows. I mean, he's already he's already knocking everything off his bucket list, you know. I but I and and he's just getting started. Good point. I mean, it's just this is really a clash of two hosses. This is the hoss fight. Yes. If we've ever seen one. So, I mean, this is this is going to be real fun to watch. This is going to be real hectic. This is going to just be chaotic. I mean, death matches are already chaotic, but these two will leave it on the line. And it's only round one. It's only yeah. round one. There's, I'm assuming the tournament format is going to be your first round. Then is it going to be finals or is it going to be quarter or semis before that? We'll do um, uh, first round semi, then finals. Okay. So it'll be a so, so it'll be three rounds. Traditional tournament. So three rounds. Put that into consideration, too. Like, you have to preserve your energy for potentially three grueling rounds mm-hmm. as well. So next up, though, Tommy Vendetta, another real standout, a, a fan favorite, literally one of the pillars of Detroit wrestling. Yes. Going up against none other than one of my favorite people, an official Year Dose of Death podcast athlete and someone who I'm sponsoring for this very tournament, the Carnivore, Remington Roar, who recently came up short against Randy at in Chicago. And I I was a little bummed, but Remington left a lot on the line there. And I think it only goes up from here. I think he he's on to something. Well, I mean, if you remember that finish. It's not like it was necessarily a clean finish. He had to use a taser to put that man down. True. You know, um, if she didn't have that taser, I'm not sure that would have went Randy's way, honestly. Um, I I have a feeling it might have been Remington up had she not brought, you know, the taser along with her. But <clears throat> he has been on a tear through RPW. I mean, he's done some of the most badass shit I've ever seen anyone do. I saw that man take a cactus and bite it like an apple. Um, yeah. that, that's why there was the thumbtack cactus. That was a little yeah. to that. Um, that guy, he is like just a monster. He is the total package, you know, like he, he, he can work. He's big. He's got the look. He's got the skill set. And he's right. You know, the, the carnivore is not a, just a gimmick. That dude will fucking eat you alive if you don't walk your ass in that ring. So, yeah, I mean... He's one of the like he's he's definitely an RPW mainstay, and he's somebody who definitely deserves to be in this tournament. 
Absolutely. And I mean, of course, Tommy Vendetta, he's facing a very agile opponent, Tommy Vendetta. Tommy Vendetta, for as big as he is, as tall as he is, one of the most agile deathmatch wrestlers you'll see today. It is a crazy sight to see. I've seen Tommy do some crazy things in the ring as well. I mean, this, as you said, all these matchups are first time ever. You, th- yes. this, this might be the one that I'm most excited for in this tournament. I mean, this is going to be a hot, hot crowd. I think it's going to be 50-50 down the middle on crowd chance for both men. So what are your thoughts on Tommy? Uh, Tommy, uh, you know, Tommy did his first death match here. Um, He's been with us for a very long time. You know, uh, he did a a wire match with Lloyd before that, but Mm -hmm. him and Akira with us at, I believe, the first Devil's Night um, was his very first time using glass and doing full-on death matches. And ever since then, you know, he's always been RPW, but he has grown and just shot out into the world. You know, like, he's rising the ranks of ICW. And, you know, he's there's not a show, you know, that, that you can see where he doesn't pop up in. And even when GCW comes to town, they're mm-hmm. knocking on Vendetta's door. There's a reason for that. And it's because the, the guy, you know, like, there's there's not a lot of weak spots <coughs> weak to his game, you know. He can high fly, but he could also brawl. You know, he can mat wrestle. He, he can do it all. And it's it's really hard to get the better of Tommy Vendetta. And that's actually why I, I looked at this parry, because they're very similar in that regard. You know, they, they kind of have the same build. Um, they're kind of, you know, the same size. Uh, they're both absurdly violent. Um, this, this has potential to really you know, steal the show. I agree. I mean, this feels like the immovable force versus the freaking flying object. If you want to call Tommy a flying object. I will Um, also say this. I I did procure a hundred pounds of Legos for this match. Oh boy. 100 pounds. 100 pounds. It's not hyperbole. It's a hundred pounds of Legos. (laughs) Real. You heard it first. You heard it here from Chris. Man, 100 pounds. That's that's a lot of Legos. That's a lot of pain being dished out, too. That's a lot of pain being dished out. <laughs> Next up, though, we got... This, this is one first-time matchup that really... I never thought I'd see it. But we're, it's really happening. Making his return to the United States in a very long time, it feels like. I know it's not been as long, but it feels long. The smash hit Joel Bateman takes on public animal number one, Schlack. Um, I'm kind of speechless when it comes to this one. This, this is a very interesting matchup. I don't think anyone saw this one coming. Um, but in my mind, like, what... How else would I do it? It's too perfect. You know, um, you have Joel, who's very rarely gets to come to the States, um, and he hasn't got to work Schlack. Um, he's always wanted to work Schlack. Schlack's down to murder anybody. <laughs> so I said, shit, why not? <laughs> you know? It, it all, as you mentioned before, Midwest Scum, they had to fight each other to really become friends. I mean, now it's kind of a little vice versa of two friends and Schlack and Joel now have to bathe in blood together. And one of them's going to have to lose this match. Now one of them's going to yeah. not make it onto the other uh, rounds. Like it's going to suck sure. to see one of them go, but at the same time, 
they're going to, these are two guys you can guarantee are going to leave it all out of the ring. Absolutely. And, you know, um, they were two heavy favorites um, to be in the end, you know, just when I put the lineup, like people were like, oh, it's going to be Joel and Schlack in the end. Um, I kind of wanted to also show people that you're not going to see, you're not going to get what you expect out of this thing, you know? Like we're really trying to do something different here. And I, I think this is an example of that is where we want every round to be as chaotic and crazy as possible, you know? I mean, you, you, you this literally was pulling a rabbit out of a hat. You literally could have pu- pulled a rabbit out of your hat with this matchup, and you basically did that. I mean, this is like, I mean, this, I'm still trying to figure out the best way to put it. I mean, Schlack, the man is just, He's been around the game for a long, long time. Both these guys have, surprisingly. But, I mean, both are going to be motivated. It's, a, it's another tournament. It's another thing Another things to add to their resume. I mean, it's just going to be real interesting to see how this one turns out. It's going to be real, real interesting. I do think that um, there's two versions of Schlack, and Deathmatch Schlack is uh, usually something that's that's pretty fucking impressive. And then you have Joel, who whenever he comes over here, you know, he always puts it way out in the line. Um, and he's only here for our show and unsanctioned the night before. And then yes. he's back off to Australia. Like, he's only doing these two shows. It's the only place to see him. And I think, I know he's not taking that lightly. I don't think he has any intention of flying out here and not coming back with something shiny in his hand. So I think that's. I think it's going to be real hard to put either one of those guys down, and I think that's going to be a real situation that both of them are going to have to deal with. Man, and to go on to this very last matchup of the first round, it's literally crazy versus crazy, mano y mano. Does I mean Mexico versus the U.S. Uh, there's fifty different ways to describe this match. Crazy King, Doctor Redacted. Bada bing, bada boom. This is the final matchup of this tur- first round matchup of this tournament. You kind of these two probably fitting each other's sleeves at this point with the, the type of stuff they do. So, what was the mindset going into this being the final matchup? I wanted to see it. <laughs> <laughs> Simple. Pure curiosity of what would happen, and I figured if I'm curious, the fucking fans would be curious because. Boy, that's going to be a real fucking treat. I'll tell you what. Like, the, their styles, uh, how crazy they're both willing to get. Uh, the the top rope and all the shit that they, they like to pull, you know. Yep. like This thing is going to be pure goddamn chaos. And the thought of it just made me smile. <laughs> yeah, like, how, how could I not? I mean, it's, I'm just trying to, like, think through my head. I'm just like, crazy king. Doctor redacted. He's crazy. It's just like. It's almost like a match made in heaven at one point. It just they're gonna stand across each other the in the ring, and you're just they're just gonna be like, "Well, we're going for it." That's pretty much the best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I I really don't know what to expect out of this, and I love that idea just because they're both so chaotic. Like, there's no roping those guys in, and then yes. Two of that at it at each other, wild man. It, it's just you could not have picked a better field for this tournament. It's just it's unique. It's exciting. It's an electric like there's an electric feel to this tournament. I mean, 
like you guys are still a growing company, but the growth you've made to make it to this moment, that's something to be excited about because you're bringing guys that people know, but you're bringing new talent that may have not, may not have the visibility yet, but they're, they're on the cusp of it. And that's what excites me too, because I mean, to me, Joe Dredd stands out big time. I mean, already fighting words from the judge himself. I mean, Remington Roar, a guy I've said for years, deserves the limelight. Joel Bateman, I I am ecstatic that he's back in the States. I mean, Dr. Redacted, another guy who literally has been one of the hottest acts in deathmatch wrestling over the last year. And Crazy King, who literally is just here in the United States. And just doing what he does. There's so much to love about this tournament. There's so much to get excited about. So I, I can't stress enough to everyone listening to this. If you're not going to be there watching IWTV, if you're going to be there, buy your tickets. Enjoy the weekend there. Everyone yeah. who is coming in or watching, like just put, get your eyes on this tournament. This is going to be one to not forget. Um, Chris... Thank you again for coming on. Literally, me and you have really been able to talk and just share a lot the last few months, and it's been an absolute pleasure to work with you and the RPW crew as well. Shout out to them. Shout out to Bobo. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to all those guys who have literally treated me like a little brother. I can't stress that enough. They're the sweetest people. What do you want people to get out of this tournament before we end this? Uh, that we're not just the same company that's running everywhere else, that we tr- do try to have our own flavor and brand and we'll always strive to give you something that you maybe haven't seen before. Um, I mean, it's 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 been kind of that way since day one. You know, like we've always just kind of wanted to be a little different. And I think that this tournament really showcases that well. Like uh, a lot of these guys can't work together at other places, you know, like it's, it's one of those places or it's one of those things where where they can work here together in a great environment and they can go toe to toe and then somebody can walk out with something that they can be proud of for the rest of their life, hopefully, because, you know, we are we are having something custom made for the winner as well by our good friends at Hyperion. So oh, yeah, that's awesome. Going and buying a trophy off the, the shelf. They're going to have something unique and one of a kind just to that day to, to commemorate. Uh, but not only that, you know, like it's we wanted it to be a full weekend experience too. So that, that's why there's, there's on sanction the night before we have the smoke out. We got a midnight movie marathon. We got bands leading up and we got 24 hour food, yeah. uh, all kinds of different types of food. There's booze on and hand, but you can bring your own campouts. It's free. We want this just to be a big fun fucking party that has some of the best wrestling you'll ever see involved. And, you know, I mean, uh, uh, Hopefully everyone will leave happy and uh, most likely that will be where we hold this thing every year because it's, it's a great spot for it to be outdoors in the, the summer and, and what have you. So hopefully it'll be an, a fun tradition. This will be a start of a good tradition. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is a summer, summer deathmatch tournament season is always a fun time. And you guys are a very pleasant addition to the summer deathmatch tournament calendar. So, um, Again, Chris, thank you for coming on. This has been an absolute honor. Um, before you go, I want to make sure that we plug all the RPW social medias for everyone to make sure to follow along. Where can everyone find Ruthless Pro Wrestling on social media? Uh, usually it's uh, Ruthless Pro 419 and most of them. 
um, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I think it's just Ruthless Pro Wrestling on Facebook. Okay. But if you look up Ruthless Pro Wrestling, we'll, we'll pop right up. Uh, awesome. Um, and we keep all that stuff. We're pretty up to date on everything we keep on top. And you can always message us there. And we'll, we're pretty good at hitting you back pretty quick. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, whatever. So always feel free to reach out. We're very friendly people. Despite yes. What we do. I can second that. They're very friendly people. So um, I think that's a great place to end this fantastic chat about King of the Kill, guys. Get ready. What is the date for King of the Kill for those that don't know? August 12th. August 12th. So August 12th, buckle up, grab some popcorn, get the grill out if you're not coming, do whatever, get ready for King of the Kill tournament August 12th, courtesy of Ruthless Pro Wrestling from Chris to myself. Thank you guys for listening to this amazing episode and have a good night. This has been a Countout Podcast.